Welcome to the Military Child Education Coalition podcast, the show that illuminates a wide range of challenges and triumphs our military-connected kids experience. My name is Susan Sellers, and I'll be your host. This episode was made possible thanks to the support from the spouses of Joint Base McGuire, Dix, Lakehurst. The webinar team recently hosted Major Mark Owens, the Southeast Regional Commander of Admissions at the United States Military Academy. He answers questions regarding the application process and what military students should think about when considering West Point. We hope you find this information helpful. And now I am going to turn it over to Susan Sellers for our Q&A portion. She's going to be sharing some questions from the audience with Major Owens. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. For those that don't know me, my name is Susan Sellers, and I am currently MSEC's podcast producer and host. And we are lucky enough to have Major Owens to stay on and chat with us just for a little bit longer to discuss a few things. And I do see some questions in the chat box. Feel free to utilize the chat box for anything you would like to ask Major Owens, and we will make sure to include that in this portion of the Q&A. So, Major Owens, during the presentation, one of the first things that came to mind for me was, what are some of the more common questions you get asked in regards to admissions? Sure, that's, that's a great question, Susan. Thank you. Um, a few come to mind. First, I would say uh, parents want to know, is it ever too early to start the application and engagement process? My answer to that is no. Like I mentioned before, we have field force. Uh, some of them are on this call here, I see from the chat, uh, that are scattered throughout the United States, throughout the world for that matter, alumni of West Point or parents of alumni of West Point, right? And they're, they're begging to help you, right? So give them a chance. Give them a chance early and often. Um, and as you can see from our application, we are looking for holistic leaders and accomplished students. That doesn't happen overnight. And so by starting the thought process early on, whether it's junior through freshman year, you have that opportunity. You're affording your children and students that opportunity to mold their resumes, their transcripts, their application, for lack of better words, to fit what we're looking for. There's time, okay? Um, another question I get often, which I believe I already answered, but if anybody has any questions about it, I'd be more than happy to dive in, is about the nomination process, right? And that, the nomination process and the medical process, those are, are managed separately outside of West Point. We do not control those. So it's very important that your students and sons and daughters look at the House of Representatives and the senatorial websites from your states and districts to understand what their requirements are to be considered for a nomination and what their deadlines are. And same thing with the medical side of the house. Medical is handled by Dodmer. That is a Department of, of Defense organization outside of the United States Military Academy. It runs in conjunction and, and all of the service academies, I should say, use the same system, right? But they, Dodd Merb, manages the medical review process. And so it's important that you're staying engaged with them once, you're, once your file is open to medical exam. Those are just two that come to mind, Susan, and be more than happy to answer any other questions. I appreciate that. And you did a great job of explaining um, 
the importance of multiple nominations in terms of making your students file as competitive as possible. And certainly, I'm sure there's pros and cons to, to both of those nominations. In addition to that element, you had also mentioned that the West Point is still utilizing the ACT and SAT standardized test scores. In fact, I think you said that math is weighted a little bit higher than verbal. Can you explain West Point's position on still accepting the standardized test? And what is their position in regards to AP and dual enrollment? Great question. And, and I see that that somebody had just asked about the dual enrollment um, and AP classes. So the first part of your question in regards to standardized tests, we still do uh, require that students have ACT or SAT and, and PSAT scores um, that they would submit. We consider those and they're part of our evaluation criteria because we have found value in them over the past. That said, we fully acknowledge the fact that that's only one snapshot in a child's uh, academic journey, which is why we heavily weight uh, and value not just the GPA from the academic perspective, but also leadership when it comes to the school, the community, and, and otherwise, right? Uh, and so while, yes, it is a requirement, part of our evaluation process, it's, it, we certainly understand, nor would uh, we otherwise think that it's the entire picture. But to highlight that for a second, you need to, to have either the SAT and or the ACT. If you decide to take the ACT, we do require that you take the writing section at least once. And I say once because we super score. So if you take the ACT multiple times, we're gonna cherry pick your top score for the math section, science section and the like. And we will not dock your student or son or daughter the application at all for the amount of times. We've seen students sometimes take it five, 10 times, right? in order to get those top marks. When there's still time on the clock, that's your opportunity to, to shine brightest. Um, and then your second question in regards to APs and dual credit. So we unfortunately, nor do any of the service academies for that matter, accept uh, AP credit. Um, now let me explain though, right? Because not all is lost by any means. And I myself, as, as a high school student, I remember taking multiple AP and, and honors classes in high school. So there's a reason we do that. Number one is we have a, a very uniquely tailored program where we uh, see the value in all of our students completing the full four years of education here, both academically, leadership, and otherwise. So you can't just come in with 20 AP credits and then skip freshman year. It doesn't work that way at the service academies or at West Point. In regards to the overall development, though, I still recommend that students take those AP or honors classes, right, as it's going to better prepare you for the academic challenges here, right, especially physics or chemistry, pre-calculus or calculus. Those are all areas that if you were to take honors or AP classes, it's going to help prepare you and mold you so that when you are challenged here, one of your weaknesses does not have to be in the academic realm, right? You can invest more of yourself in developing other areas and you can lean on those strengths per se. Great question though, Susan, thank you. Yeah, and I appreciate you answering that. And you've mentioned it a couple of times, the word leadership. As you said, West Point is looking uh, holistically at each student that is considering applying to the service academy. But 
for some of our military kids, their life is a series of frequent transitions, you know, multiple moves, multiple high schools. And so those traditional leadership opportunities are not always available to them. What alternative options would you recommend? I know you mentioned maybe a few in the presentation. I would love for you to maybe reiterate some of those. Sure, absolutely. Um, and, and I see that that question there from Stacy as well. So first off, I want everybody, I wanted to stress the fact that the United States Military Academy is looking for potential leaders from all aspects of life. And we all understand that everyone's coming from different stages, from different backgrounds, and we want to provide an equitable opportunity here. And so to that regard, for military kids who have been traveling a lot, right, maybe have gone to multiple high schools, that's not a problem. We see that a lot. We're able to work with those multiple transcripts to still give you that, that competitive and holistic evaluation, okay? The sooner you let us know, right, and start that application, the more time you give us to work with you. There's flexibility in the application process. We don't pretend that we know every club or organization or opportunity that exists in the world. And so to that extent, in our application process, students are asked to list their various sports and clubs and, and other teams, right, that they're a part of and that they show leadership positions in. There's also remarks section. So we encourage, especially individuals in those unique situations where let's say you're stationed overseas and they don't really have varsity sports, for example, or you're a gymnast or uh, martial arts, right? And maybe your school doesn't provide it, but you've been competing. You know, you've been competing at the collegiate or even potentially professional level during your high school years. Then let us know about that. And we can provide you with that recognition, potentially that point boost to equate it to a, a varsity level sport or otherwise. Um, same thing with the clubs. Like we talked about, there's some international organizations I'm sure out there. If you can provide that explanation of, of what you're a part of and what it means to you, then we can equate that into quantifiable points on your application. So this year I've seen kids who started their own business, entrepreneurs. Um, we value that. We see uh, kids that, that have started their own clubs or have joined international organizations, right, can speak multiple languages. Those are not directly quantifiable in our application, but if you share that with us and bring it to light, then we can consider that in the evaluation process. I appreciate that insight. And I know even looking outside the school for opportunities such as boys state, girls state, these are experiences that our military kids can enjoy and participate while still also building a very competitive resume. And another one of those is actually the summer leaders experience that West Point hosts. And you briefly mentioned that in your presentation, but I would love for you just to share a few more details about that program and whether or not that potentially could be beneficial for admissions. Absolutely, Susan. And before I do briefly, understanding that some of the, these podcast listeners might not have seen the presentation, just to highlight again, in terms of leadership, we're not looking for 30 plus different activities. We want to see what you're passionate about, and we want to see the leadership progression. So captain of, of varsity sports, right, 
for, like you mentioned, Boy State, Girl State, Eagle Scout through the Boy Scouts, Gold Award through, through the Girl Scouts, Class President, Student Body President, Club President, JROTC, ROTC, Battalion Commanders, Leadership, we value that significantly. So SLE is certainly a qualitatively beneficial experience, but it is not quantitative in value when it comes to the application. Let me explain. So we do not add points to an application if an applicant has gone to SLE because the experience, the opportunity of SLE costs a few hundred dollars. It also requires it to fit in your schedule, right? And some people just don't have that opportunity or some people don't hear about us until later on in the application cycle, and that's okay. However, the summer leader ex- leader's experience is a fantastic opportunity over the summer if you're interested in learning more about West Point, getting a tangible experience, so to speak, right? So you come here for a week, we're gonna put you through um, a mock R day. So you'll get to see firsthand what it would be like for you to join that class on the first day of basic training. The rest of that week, you're engaging with upperclassmen, with current students, getting to ask them any questions you might have about what reservations or doubts you might have about joining the service or being a student at West Point, for example, or how to uh, complete the application, right, and, and be most competitive because all of these students were in your shoes once before. You get an opportunity, uh, a hands-on opportunity to meet with various branches in the military, uh, hands-on with much of our equipment here. You'll go to to meals. Uh, you'll have breakfast through dinner in our cafeteria, our mess hall. You can play on the various sports teams that we have here for your week-long experience. So some fantastic opportunities to engage with the student body, with the staff and faculty, uh, and help answer whatever questions you have your summer after your junior year. And that's important because either the light bulb will turn on or it won't, right? And that's okay either way. If the light bulb turns on, you know that the marathon is going to be worth it. And then you should pursue finishing that application. But if the light bulb doesn't turn on and after that experience, uh, like my younger brother, for example, went to SLE and he said, no, not for me, right? Then he gets to take all of that time and resources and invest it somewhere else. So I think it's beneficial on, on both sides of the coin in that respect. I agree with you. Uh, my middle son actually uh, had the opportunity to do SLE and same sort of thing. It was a great chance for him to experience potentially what West Point can mean for him and to help him sort of just finalize where he wanted his path to go. You know, so oftentimes our kids are not sure where they want to go after high school or what they, you know, what they want to do. So I just think SLE is a great opportunity to see whether or not it's really going to be a fit, as you said, before you invest that time and energy into that application process. So as a parent, I was very grateful that he had a chance to do that. And for some of your admission applicants, there's also the opportunity of the USMA prep school. Can you talk a little bit about this option and how does that work transferring into West Point or the admissions process? Sure, that fantastic question. So first, Adriana, Adriana, 
uh, your question about is SLE available to overseas children? Yes, absolutely. So regardless of where you are, please have your, your son or daughter or students fill out the candidate questionnaire to be considered for SLE within the next week or two. In regards to the preparatory schools, uh, as Susan mentioned, we have two paths. So we have over, like the, the slide said, over 12,000 applicants every year, and we're only able to offer and accept uh, about 1,200, give or take. We have uh, two opportunities. One is called the United States Military Academy Prep School here at West Point, co-located. And the other one is called our Civil Preparatory Program, okay? CP, for short. USMAPS, the prep school here at West Point, is specifically for certain applicants that we found to be competitive to, let's say, have the intangibles, but academically, they struggle slightly. So they might have, we call it an area of risk in math or English or science, but otherwise, they're a very, very strong applicant. And so we offer about 200 students a year, 200 applicants a year, to come to USMAPS. It's a tailored one-year program that focuses primarily on those, that core curriculum of math, science, and English to build a very solid foundation for you the following year when you join the following year's class at West Point. It is essentially a guaranteed ticket to West Point the following year. And what I mean by that is if you were to be offered and accept an appointment to use MAPS, the prep school here, so long as, as you don't academically fail out or get kicked out due to disciplinary reasons, then you are essentially guaranteed uh, an offer to West Point the following year. Yes, you'll have to formally reapply but your application has already been earmarked as one of our sponsored USMAPS candidates. The civil preparatory program is similar in that you also have that guaranteed ticket with the same stipulations to join our West Point class the following year as a freshman. However, we are looking for very competitive candidates who just, for whatever reason that year, the numbers, the, the odds didn't uh, shake out in their favor, right? There's no risk on their file. These are candidates who are top quality candidates, very competitive um, in all realms. But let's say due to the fact that they come from a very competitive district in the United States, or they didn't quite meet the mark of what we were looking for that year, we offer uh, about 50 applicants each year to our civil preparatory program. That means that you would go to one of six named senior and junior military colleges across the nation. Several of them are in the Southeast, right? We have one in Alabama, uh, Georgia, Florida, and Virginia um, at the very least. So there's six named overall. You can look it up if you were to Google it. You'd go there for a year as a student there. We have a standing relationship with each of those schools and we have uh, a trust built right, that their program develops the types of candidates, uh, cadets that we're looking for. And then the following year, you'd come up to West Point. Again, you'd formally apply, but your application is earmarked so long as you're medically qualified and academically and otherwise. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to share that information. And in fact, we had a West Point um, prep student 
on the show last year talking about her experience and, and her gratitude for this path so that she could continue her dream of attending West Point. And as we wrap up, I'm going to look to see if there's any final questions from our audience. But uh, Major Owens, the website, where should people go to get more information? And are there any specific resources that are on the website that you really think parents and or students should know about? Sure. Great, great question. I think we have some field force, some alumni and West Point representatives that have been on this chat uh, dropping some links. So I'd recommend uh, people copy those and, and check those out on your own time. We also have, as, as I've shown on the previous screens, our official school website is westpoint.edu. That's W-E-S-T-P-O-I-N-T dot E-D-U. If you were to go there, that's our official school website. And if you were to click on the tab specifically for admissions, it's going to walk you through the whole application process and everything that we covered here today. If you feel like you're ready to apply at this point and start the ball rolling to get on our radar and, and again, help us help you through the process, then you'll see across the top and apply now. And like I said, for those juniors out there, interested in joining the class of 2028 at West Point, the application window has already begun. It's open now as of February 1st, and we would love to see uh, you apply soon. Well, we just want to thank you so much for your time coming on today, not only to do the webinar, but also hanging around and answering our questions. We are very grateful for this. You know, education and knowledge for parents certainly helps and what could potentially be a, a daunting process. You certainly have made it sound a lot easier and definitely something that can be accomplished. So thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you again, Susan, and to all those listening. We appreciate Major Mark Owens taking the time to share his knowledge about West Point admissions. I think my biggest takeaway from all of this was to start your application process early. If you're interested in watching the entire webinar regarding this topic, the link can be found in the show's notes. Thanks for listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. If you've enjoyed this episode, like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to leave us a comment to let us know the topics you want to hear more about. We'd like to give a special thanks again to Joint Base McGuire, Dix, and Lakehurst for their support of this episode. And we hope you will too by giving today's show a five-star rating. For more information about MSEC programs, go to militarychild.org. I'm Susan Sellers. Until next time, go Army, beat Navy.